Hi, and welcome to a new series of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. It is my joy to be here with you, and so you know what to expect, this is a podcast where I chat and think about all of the little random dots of our lives, whether it's artistry, parenthood, creativity, self-care, and the fact that so many of our avenues of learning and discovery seem to often be at random. And yet I am convinced that those random dots aren't actually random at all. And when you put them together and look back over them, you see how they all connect. So welcome to today's episode, the first in a season. And as it is the beginning of a new season here on the podcast, but also for many of the people in the UK, many of the kids have gone back to school. We are leaving summer and not quite into the autumn season yet because it's that typical, I always felt it for the school kids, time of year where you go back and suddenly it's all lovely weather again and warm sunny days and you think, why am I in a school uniform? And oh, I can't wait to get out at the end of the day. And we start to think about the shift into the autumn and the desire to see the cooler days. And maybe not too much rain, but certainly the turning of the leaves and all the joys that come with that. And so, yeah, this episode is about rhythms and ritual because we do, whether we choose to or not, find that there are natural rhythms to our life, whether that is a practically seasonal rhythm, summer into autumn. But also as we shift out of the energy of summer and how it feels to have, if you've got kids, maybe more time off or just the fact that the days have been longer warmer you don't want to eat the same things in the summer as you do in the winter and as we move towards the autumnal equinox the light levels out and then gradually goes into darkness much much more not darkness of life and misery but just darkness of actual light we do feel that shift in our bodies and in our surroundings now i looked up the definition of rhythm and according to the oxford english dictionary rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. And the word ritual has the meaning of a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. And it can be relating to or done as a religious or solemn rite. So I thought it was quite useful to look those up because there is something about having a strong pattern that runs through our lives. Now, there are some, like I just said, that run through our lives regardless of what we do about them, i.e. the seasons change, the time moves, the calendar shifts its way round, people grow up, people age, and that is pretty standard. It doesn't tend to shift that much within those parameters. Those rhythms are in place. And so, yeah, while with global warming, our seasons are becoming a bit more skewed, we have those seasons built in. Another rhythm that I was thinking about when it comes to movement or sound is our heartbeat. It beats in rhythm. It's steady. And unless we've got arrhythmia or something wrong, our heart beats a steady rhythm. And we are creatures who really require a certain amount of stability. We benefit from rhythm. Now, not everybody is the same. Not everybody wants a really rigid schedule. Not everybody flourishes in that way. Some people need a lot more flow. But having some things that help to anchor us gives us a sense of security. And they are things that help us feel like ourselves. Now, ritual is really good for connecting to the deeper parts of our souls, whether we have a religious or a Christian faith, 
or whether we just want to find those things that help anchor us in who we are, what matters, and give us the courage to go forward for the next stage, next season. As the world shifts from this summertime into the autumn, we can quickly find ourselves in a very hectic, potentially stress-filled way of living. It's almost like a culture shock. I don't know if you feel it too, but you go from the summer, like my husband's off because he works in a school, and so he's had the summer holiday off. And as you move back into the going back to school energy, and we don't with our kids, but we do for him, and that rhythm and that shift and that energy seems to sort of build and can very quickly become crammed full of stuff with no white space and then it escalates and it builds and heads towards Christmas and suddenly we're at Christmas and then everything is all happening and then <gasps> and we try and breathe at the other end of it. Now that's a pretty strong rhythmic pull, that journey towards the holiday season. But what I wanted to suggest is that we have the opportunity to put things in place that help us anchor ourselves in the life that we're actually living. So for example, we might not want a heavy schedule. We might not like that kind of thing, but feeling like we know where we are can really help us, whether it's in a day or in a week. For example, if you go to church, maybe you go on a Sunday, that is an anchor point in the week. You know when that's going to happen. Even if you do nothing else that's got a fixed point, you know you've got one fixed point on that day. Maybe you have a particular day when you go to the park with the kids. Maybe you have a particular day when you have meetings. Maybe you have a particular day when you are able to get your head down and just kind of do a load of admin for a while. What I found is that if I don't put a rhythm in for my life, the rhythms that are already naturally there, with no moral value judgment attached to them, some of them are really helpful and some of them I have fallen into and they maybe aren't serving me any longer. So as you step into this shift of season, what are the things that you can put in place that allow you to work within your natural desire for rhythm whilst also allowing you to feel like a person and not find that the rhythm is doing you? So what I have noticed for me anyhow, and this may be useful to you and I hope so, otherwise I wouldn't be sharing it, but I really hope it is. Something I have noticed is that when I sit in a completely empty space, I don't mean physical empty space like an empty room, I mean like an empty space as far as how the week's going to go, I can feel overwhelmed by how much space there is. And then if the day is kind of unfolded, but I don't feel like I've had some anchor points, I tend to feel like it's been too drifty and get frustrated and then feel disappointed and dissatisfied with how the day's gone, even if within the day there's been lots of really lovely moments. And I can lean in and go, oh, those moments are really great. But I, I sort of just didn't really know whether I was coming or going. But equally, over the years, I have made vast timetables. I did this for the first time in my second year of secondary school when I was about 12, 13. In that final term, I wrote out a timetable for all the dance classes and homework schedules and everything I was going to have to do in what time and I put it down and I gave myself allocations of time. I swear I have never been more organized with my homework and I had time when I wasn't doing anything and I knew what I was doing and that focus was brilliant. I tried to replicate it the next year, I just couldn't get it to work. And that was partly because a new school year meant new teaching schedules, new timetable, new classes outside of school, new teachers' rhythms. So it always takes a while to build and figure out the rhythm that you're already in before you build, rather, the way you want to work with it. However, I've also tried doing it with my family over the years and putting things in very clearly, but so often I've made the mistake of trying to put too much in and not leave enough space. 
or trying to prescribe everything and that doesn't work. Although what I have noticed and I've given myself great permission to do is I love a good timetable, but I frequently have it there so I know roughly what I'm aiming for and then throw it out the window, which is also a real gift to be able to just ignore it and do whatever comes up. But when there are so many things and so many moving parts in my home life, like the laundry for six people, nappies to change every five minutes it feels like sometimes, and certain seasons it is every five minutes, kids needing different attention because we home educate and we, we very much follow their lead. It's not rigid, it's not too structured at all, but there are still things that I need to consciously give my time and attention to and be present with my kids. I have four very different children. They all have very different needs. And so to adequately give them time to connect with them, lean into what they need, meet their needs, feed them, feed myself, somehow have a breathing space and then do things like, you know, ride and make a podcast and all the fun things. And then actually, oh, you know, hello, husband, who are you and, and how is your day? And let's be connected adults. And oh, yeah, moving my body. And there are so many moving parts that if I don't have some shape to when I'm going to put them in, I find that I just don't do any of it. So I need something. But what I've noticed more than anything else is that if I don't do a few things that help me feel like a person, just like me, just like Cassie, then I struggle to connect and engage with the rest of the family and the rest of the things that need to be done. So some examples of activities or ritual bases that you could put in and that I have been trying to put in in different ways to greater or lesser effect are a short daily walk. Now, if you can put it in at roughly the same sort of time, that can be a real benefit. But equally, if you can just go, I will have a time when I go for a walk and get outside. Maybe it's not even going for a daily walk. It's literally, I will get outside and move my body. And that is sufficient to meet that need of going, oh yeah, felt like me. Maybe that becomes a little ritual. My younger daughter, who is autistic and needs a little bit more support in a lot of areas, has over this summer sort of season, has really started to be much more able to go out and about and less likely to charge off and run in front of cars, which is a huge plus. And so on a Friday evening, because husband's finished and we've kind of set for the weekend, I've been taking her for a walk through our little village up to the local co-op and then usually letting her buy something, which is great fun. She usually chooses a magazine with some frozen character or My Little Pony on it. And one day it was brilliant. She just asked for a birthday cake, so she got a birthday cake. But this has become a little ritual for us. It was really lovely, just her and I. And she was loving it and really responding to this connection. And so I haven't done it for a couple of weeks in the same way, but it's something that actually becomes a small ritual of connection and becomes an anchor point in the week. The big key thing is things that make you feel like yourself. Maybe you need to have a moment of gratitude. It's not even that you have to write five things you're grateful for and then feel grateful, darn you, because maybe you don't, or maybe you've had a really rough day, or maybe your brain is so fried by the end of the day, you can't, you can't sit and write things, like you can stare at your phone and that's as far as you get. But maybe taking a moment throughout the day that you give yourself as an anchor point, maybe it's a lunchtime, maybe you just sit down and eat your lunch rather than eating on the go and you go, <sighs> I'm just going to say something I'm grateful for so far today or generally. I like to make a cup of tea the proper way. <laughs> this is personal, obviously. It doesn't have to be the proper way, but I like to use tea leaves and a pot and warm the pot 
brew the leaves for a full four to five minutes and then pour the tea. And even within that, I can then take my tea on the go. But there is a little bit of a ritual about making tea. I even made a reel about it on Instagram, which is great fun. There's something about the time it takes, one step following another to make this happen. And then to take my tea and sit. I roughly tend to have a second cup of tea around the three-ish mark in the afternoon. It's not a dead-on set timetabled thing, but it's part of my rhythm. And it helps me remember to sit and feel like myself. Something else that's really helpful is lying on the floor. (laughs) You know, in a space where you're not surrounded by things and no children can come and jump on you, which happens to me in my house all the time. But lie on the floor and just think about letting different muscle groups go. Not to the park, but like letting go, (laughs) letting releasing them and breathing. And, you know, if you've got a really lovely soundtrack you like to listen to do that and just notice your body check in with your body that can be so helpful 15 to 20 minutes is ideal you may fall asleep but that's okay but there's something about the constructive rest that is so valuable maybe having a sabbath day whether you actually have a sabbath in the sort of spiritual sense john mark comer made the reference that sabbath was like a day allocated specifically for rest and worship And that is a really helpful framework to hang it on, whether you worship or whether you think rest and worship, rest and play, things that feed your soul, that don't require too much of you. And as far as worship, you know, for me as a Christian, giving God worship, giving him time, actively choosing to engage with that, but also allowing myself to reset to that point that roots my life. What roots your life? Maybe it's not a God, but maybe there is something that helps you go, Today is a day when I'm not going to be doing. And it's not that you can't do anything. It's not like the traditional Jewish Sabbath where you couldn't cook or anything when it was very, very strong in the Old Testament especially. But maybe trying to preempt some of the things that can take the pressure off. Maybe you just don't do laundry on that day. My mum never wanted us to do laundry on Christmas Day. It was like, you know what? The washing machine is not going to be going on Christmas Day. We just have a day off. And maybe having a day a week where you go, it's really tiny not going to do any laundry anything apart from obviously emergency or someone being sick or whatever but you know apart from that no laundry we're just going to leave it this is a day when i'm not on maybe hunting for beauty finding things that give your soul and you just give you joy that can be really replenishing there can be a rhythm in knowing that you've got a process of looking for beauty maybe you go for that walk and you consciously look for the changes in the environment resting when you need to finding rhythms of rest because then when you've rested your energy given to everything else is so much more and so much more effective very often if you're female and you have a period you know resting when your body is bleeding when you need that rest then allowing your bodily rhythm to dictate how you flow how you have a sense of moving through the world and where you can on those days rest take it Take it as the gift to allow you to remember that you're not a slave. The whole purpose of the Sabbath in the Old Testament was to remind the Israelites who'd left Egypt that they were not slaves anymore. They had a day off. And rhythms help us recenter on the fact that we are human beings, not human doings. And rituals help either make meaning or, I would argue, draw out the meaning that is already there from the things that we're doing. And giving yourself permission to have the white space, which is one of the things that reminds you you're not on, 
that rhythm of white spaces, then you know, and then I stop. In theory, that's what the weekend should do, but it doesn't always because we often either people work on the weekends or we see people. But however you approach this shift into the autumn, especially if you have been able to rest over the summer or if you haven't, how are you going to find things that help you take meaning and reminds you of who you are in relation to time and space and eternity? And what rhythms of things, little things you can put in or take out to help you remember that there is a sense of ebb and flow as you move through the world and that you are not going to get stuck being caught up in go, 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 which can be so easy for all of us. So it's been lovely to be back again. I hope that you have a wonderful week filled with joy, creativity, rhythm, ritual, things that make you feel like yourself. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me over at cassiehubert.com. I hang out on Instagram as Creative Performer Mum. I have a newsletter. So check out the show notes where there's the link tree and the various links and you can find how to connect with me. And it would be lovely to hear from you. So have a wonderful week. God bless.